Shout for the joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and forever endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. My brothers and sisters, that is God's word. So who's ready for Thanksgiving? Anyone? Yeah, I got a few. uh, We haven't bought the turkey yet. So... (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's a few days away and, you know, what comes to mind, you know, some people are thinking about a long weekend, some thinking, or people are thinking about a good meal, a few days off. Some people are thinking about Black Friday shopping deals. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to share my Thanksgiving story with you guys this morning. And honestly, I'm going to try not to cry, um, before beforehand, I was in the, the prayer room with my family. And, you know, this wasn't part of my notes, but that's just the way the Holy Spirit does things, right? So we were back there, and we were praying. Because where we were eight, ten years ago, we wouldn't have been standing there praying together as a family. So I don't know about what you guys are thankful for, but God has touched my family touched my family. And I want to share that Thanksgiving story with you a little bit today. You know, I look back at being a kid, you know, there's not too many four-year-olds that hitchhiked to preschool. Um, you know, it's kind of funny now, but that's the way my, my life kind of started out. And, you know, I'm going to be real with you guys. I struggled as a kid, as a young man, as, a, as an adult. Um, so much to the point where, you know, I was headed to the backyard with a loaded pistol. And, you know, why do I share that? Because there's hope. Because our Father gives us hope. And He's so good. You know, but, but what did God have to say to me at that time in my brokenness? Let me tell you, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So in my brokenness, I found him, and I give him all the glory. And that is my Thanksgiving story, and it is every day, every day. So when I stood in that room this morning, praying with my family, that is my Thanksgiving. I could tell you all the stories that I got into, uh, you know, I was an Air Force brat, you know, I, I can tell you that, you know, the environment we grow up in obviously has a huge impact on our lives, you know, um, we're products of our environment, you know, and, and I do believe in generational curses, and I do believe God can take them away. God can take them away. All we have to do is ask Him. We have to, we have to be in His Word, we have to be with Him, and He will take that brokenness. Some of us grow up in houses of addiction. Some of us grow up in houses of abuse, lying, cheating. Sometimes that gets passed on. But I'm here to tell you, it stopped with my family. It stopped with my generation. 
And now my kids know what really good looks like because trust me, they knew what really bad looked like. I, I grew up playing sports. I actually broke my neck playing football in high school. <laughs> wow, the first miracle I ever saw was my own and I didn't even know it until many years later. <laughs> Went on to college, drank a lot, did some really stupid things. Jumped out of a car doing 30, 40 miles per hour one night. Just drinking. Tell my kids all the time, nothing good comes from alcohol. You know, I, I finished up college. Been in a few relationships that weren't healthy. Obviously, went into my marriage and it wasn't healthy. Um, till about 2015. God wasn't part of my life at that point. Did, it, did I mention that I had anxiety, anger, fits of rage, all those things? I don't anymore. I don't have them anymore. I remember one night punching out a door. Not punching in a door, but punching a door out, right? Fits of, fits of rage. And I don't even know if my kids know this story, but I'm going to share it with you. I was jealous. I had been drinking. Punched a door out. Had some guys run after me. Ran into my apartment, grabbed a baseball bat, came outside. And just as soon as I walked outside, they were coming around the corner with the police. I was arrested, and I was taken downtown. And all the stupid things that, that I did as a kid started to all of a sudden catch up with me. And, you know, I just, uh, nothing comes, nothing good comes from indulging in a alcohol. I brought all that brokenness into my marriage, um, met my wife, and we, we've, uh, 25 years ago, we've been married for 20, but I can honestly say we didn't start loving each other until probably seven or eight years ago. We brought brokenness into our marriage. You know, it was, it was, our marriage was based on lies and, you know, motivation, self-motivation. You know, it's all these things, you know, Facebook posts, the nice house, the great things. But what did God have to say about it? It had a point, it had an effect on our kids. Satan had a hold of my son. And, uh, I could tell you, God is so amazing. He can use what the enemy's trying to do to turn something into good so quickly to the point where my son was in a hospital and remember those generational curse things? Yeah, that, they're real, guys. They're real. They used my, he, God <laughs> used my son to bring questions about the Bible to my wife. At that point, she was living in another room. We were on the verge of divorce. CPS was getting ready to take our kids. But what did God have to say about that? The power of prayer. I talked a little bit about generational curses, but I want to talk about prayer for a second. When you have people praying over you, people that you don't even know, but they love you. There's just so much. Prayer is just so important, and, and we didn't know people were praying for us. Um, Aunt Nancy, Uncle Frank, people praying for us. God started changing my wife through his word. She was living in another room. She was in the Word, and all of a sudden I was like, who is that? Who is that person? It didn't happen overnight. I promise you, it did not happen overnight. But things started changing around my house. It started changing my wife. It started changing my kids. They started going to church. I kind of felt left out. I'm like, yeah, kind of felt left out. And so I started going to church. We were, we were baptized as a family in 2015, and it's been acceleration like god said if if you want to drink get in front of this fire hydrant 
And I promise you, we've been drinking out of a fire hydrant. And it's about the more, because he wants more for us. He truly wants so much more for us. I think about Thanksgiving, and today's Thanksgiving. Today is Thanksgiving. Guys, we don't know what we have until we realize sometimes how broken it is. When we look at what we do have, and that is our Father. Wow. Our Heavenly Father. Man, what we want for our kids, can you imagine what He wants for you? Hmm. So I don't struggle, I don't, I don't suffer from anxiety. I don't struggle from depression. God's changed our family. Everything good in your life comes from God. James 1, 17. Hmm. I want to shift gears just a little bit. If you could turn to Luke 17, chapter 11. It's Luke 17, chapter 11. I want to talk about um, Jesus healing ten men with leprosy. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw, when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Sumerian. Um, and, and I thought this was beautiful because he was a, he was a foreigner, you know, and, and the Jews and the, the Sumerians, they didn't, they didn't really get along. Well, the interesting thing there, so Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? No, has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Let me repeat that. Your faith has made you well. Sometimes we forget when we're healed to praise him. <laughs> I want to talk about leprosy for a second because it's something a lot of people don't talk about. Um, you know, it's it's a term used in the Bible um, to refer infectious disease. And a lot of these people were outcasted, right? It's a myth that leprosy causes limbs to fall off. What I found in my research is that it's actually a really bad um, bacterial infection, but it can cause nervous damage. And what would happen is in a lot of cases, people would lose feeling in their arms and stuff, and they would walk into things or walk in through a fire, or they would hurt themselves, and that's how they would lose a limb. Um, you know, they, they had sensory nerve damage, which basically they, they means they can't register pain. And, you know, up until 1980, they really didn't have a cure for leprosy. 1980 is not that long ago. I mean, we're talking a few thousand, you know, a couple thousand years ago, we're talking about this. And 1980, they, they, um, you know, they started having a cure for this and, um, it couldn't be slowed or cured. Do you know that there's been over 7,000 cases of leprosy in the United States that have been treated? There's over 150 people a year diagnosed. There's over 2 million people with disability-related issues from leprosy in the world today. 2 million. Hmm. 
if you were considered a leper back in those days, it's like a life sentence. Um, you know, according to Jewish law, you weren't allowed to mingle with others. Um, you definitely wouldn't be able to go to, to church, temple. Hmm. You basically had to live outside of the community until you died. Except for the physical term, you know, turmoil they went through, they also had mental torture and I just think about what are our issues in our life? Hmm. Do we have faith? I also believe that the leopards were Jews and Samaritans. Wow. In their illness, they found unity. Like, wow. They were sick and in need, but they were together. There was no, there was no, nothing that was keeping them apart. Notice that out of the ten lepers, only one came back to give thanks to God. The joy of getting healed moved the man to praise and glory. Right? He went back to glorify. He, he went down to Jesus' feet and just thanked him. Thanked him for healing. All ten of them were willing to do the religious ceremony of walking to the priest. All ten of them did that. But only one came back to glorify him. Nine obeyed the ritual, but there were only one. Hmm. I don't know about you, but it's a great sight to see somebody glorify God. Who's ashamed to to glorify him? Not me. Um, You know, may our thankfulness be not just seen on t-shirts, even though they're they're cool and be used to um, get people's attention, Um, or just on Sundays, but in our daily lives. You know, worship and gratefulness should come hand in hand. Um, When we can focus on people whom God used and simply forget about giving back to the glory of God, you know, I, I, so when we give thanks to other, give thanks to God as well and give Him praises and glory. I, I believe God expects us to be thankful. God wants us to thank Him, not because He demands it, not, not because He needs our gratitude. We give thanks because it's, you know, because we get to. It's our benefit. Being thankful allows us to remember God is a true source of a blessing, reminds us that we are nothing without Him. God wants to build a close relationship with us, and being thankful is one of the best ways we can become closer to Him. You know, I, I wrote down a couple of benefits, and, and these may be more personal to me. But what is thankful? What does being thankful mean? Well, I personally believe it helps us become happier. In my case, it cures depression and anxiety. Helps us build relationships with God and one another, with one another, because we're called to have community. Um, thankful, thankfulness helps us sleep better. Really? Does it? Hmm. Instead of counting our sheep, we can count our blessings. Hmm. Gratitude helps us have a more positive outlook on life. I don't know about you guys, but I get, I'm pretty excited about what he's doing. Makes us more re- resilient during our trials. You know, cause we're gonna have them. So, what does he have to say about it? I also believe gratitude must be learned. Right? Remember the story, only one came back? Kind of, uh, shows us the reality of human nature. 
It's not natural for us to be thankful. Thankfulness is something that we must deliberately produce and continually practice. Remember the story about the ten lepers? All ten were healed, but only one gave thanks. They all received the same physical healing, but only one was made spiritually well. Hmm. Aim to have the kind of faith that will heal you spiritually, that will make you spiritually whole. When you do this, you will have life that is more blessed, peaceful, and victorious. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We may not give thanks for everything, but we can give thanks in everything. I have a few points I'd like to make, I'd like to share. Regularly practice giving thanks. We should make it a habit of expressing gratitude. This is my the hardest one for me because I've always had a critical spirit, and that's something God's still working on. I got I'm still a work in progress. But when we see something good in our life, thank you. I know we all complain occasionally, or at least I do, but that practice of responding differently is, is really important. Express gratitude regardless of the situation. Sometimes we never see the full picture or how God's working. I even, I have a harder one for you. Praise God when all is well. We're quick to go to prayer for when things don't look too great, but wow, what about when we give them thanks when things are going well? I promise he's there looking at it. You know, what about our interaction with other people and the gratitude with others? You know, making gratitude a part of your interaction with others. Wow, the impact it has. It's contagious. I promise you. When somebody that has joy walks into a room, don't they light it up? I was in a men's prayer group yesterday morning. And I was quickly reminded about a young boy, about 15 years old. His dad had brought him to the service. Um, Let me take a step back. (laughs) We were in a praise and worship service on Saturday night, and all of a sudden there's this young boy, and he's running around the sanctuary, just full speed. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, have your way. And he was just running for like 45 minutes. You know, we didn't think anything about it. And his dad got up on stage, and he said, this is my adopted son. As a baby, he was dropped. He was, uh, one eye was way over here and he could never walk more than 15 feet. And God healed him in that service. Nobody laid a hand on him. He was, he couldn't walk more than 15 feet. But he was running for 45 minutes around the sanctuary. God touched him. And this man got up on stage. This was his adopted son that he had been caring for for the last 14 and a half years. And God reminded me about that story yesterday morning about how he heals. How he heals. Nobody laid hands on him. Nobody laid hands on him. Why Why do I share that this morning? Because God healed me. God healed that boy. And he wants to heal a lot of other people. And so I, I don't know what your practice is in this church, but if you need a healing, I have Abraham faith, okay, that he wants to heal people. It may be in his timing, but, but I promise you, 
He wants the best for us. If you need a healing in your body, I'd like you to stand up. Anybody. If you need a healing in your body, I'd like you to stand up. There, if there's somebody standing, if you don't mind, go over to them and put your hands on them. Lord God, we don't know what the circumstance is, but we just declare in the name of mighty name of Jesus today that there's healing in this room, Father, that we, that we have faith that you're doing miracles in this room today and that people are not going to walk out of here the same as they walked in today. Father God, we give you all the glory, all the glory in Jesus name, total restoration over our minds. Father, fear and depression must go. Backs healed, Father. Knees, knees healed, Father God. We just thank you, Father. We are grateful and we are thankful. We are thankful, Father. Thank you. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for loving us. Just declare Abraham faith. Abraham faith. Receive that healing in Jesus' name. You know Thanksgiving's a gift, right? It, it sees, a, it allows us to see past our experiences and embrace how God is moving in our lives. Not only are we thankful people able to draw from strength, from gratitude, but we're also able to, to draw that from others. So be thankful, not, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but every day. I also, I also want to wish all of you a very blessed Thanksgiving every day. Every day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace now and forever. Amen. I didn't know whether or not to be joyful or cry this morning. I'm both. I am both. So thank you for allowing me to share my Thanksgiving story with you.